Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here, and welcome to the All Things Podcast, where we gather once a week to hear real life stories about how God works all things together for good, because He is always faithful and always good. Welcome to the All Things Podcast today. I am super excited to introduce you to our newest Redemption Press author, Christine Trimp, who is the author of Seeking Joy Through the Gospel of Luke. So let me first give her a proper introduction. Christine Trimp is an author, speaker, joy seeker, and weight loss warrior. After losing over 100 pounds in her joy-filled journey of healing, God instilled a passion within her to inspire, motivate, and encourage women to pursue healthy, holy living, body, mind, and spirit. A former casual Christian, Christine speaks and writes for women all over the world, sharing the freedom Christ offers when we choose the path of surrender and sacrifice. Seeking Joy Through the Gospel of Luke is Christine's debut book, a 25-day Christmas Advent encouraging readers to live in the joy of the Lord despite their circumstances. Realizing that joy is found in the happy or the hard times. Her transformation story and Bible and Beans blog can be found at christinetrimp.com. And you can email her at christine at christinetrimp.com for speaking inquiries. All right, let's roll that tape. All right. Well, Christine Shrimp, it is a delight to have you on the All Things Podcast. Welcome to the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Athena. I'm overjoyed to be here today. Yes. Well, I want to jump in uh, to all things about your Advent devotional. But before we do that, I would love for our listeners to hear you're, you know, we've all got lots of Romans 828 stories. So we would just like to hear uh, your favorite or one that you feel um, would be um, speak to someone and just illustrate how God works in your life, working good, even out of things that it's hard to imagine how it could ever be turned around by God, but he is so good at that. So let's start there and then we'll jump into your book. All right, indeed. I have a I have one that I was just in Luke chapter five the other day and it just dawned on me. I got a new lesson out of it and I'm like, oh, God just does work out all things for our good. Um, let me set up the story. Uh, Peter has gone out for a night of fishing and he's coming into the shore and he he failed miserably catching fish that night. So that was probably a huge disappointment. And I was, I totally related to that because I lived for so long unhealthy in body, mind, and spirit, and just always felt a lot of disappointment and like everything was fruitless. And when, despite whatever effort I made, nothing was, was coming to fruition in my life. And I was very in a very dark place and sad place, but anyhow, so Peter comes into the shore and he sees Jesus and he's wondering, you know, what is Jesus up to now? He's just getting to know Jesus in the community. And he stops to see what he's doing. And, and Jesus sees him and he, he speaks to Peter and he says, Peter, 
um, cast out your net. And Peter was caught off guard, I think. I'm, I'm putting myself in his shoes, caught off guard because he just came in from a night of failure. And he said, oh, man, I've been fishing all night and I caught nothing and, and I'm tired. I'm exhausted. There's there's no way I'm going to catch, catch fish during the day. And but because you say so, Lord, Peter said, but because you say so, Lord, I will do it. And so I loved that story as it relates to my own journey and also like so many of the women in ministry that I'm meeting and getting to know now how it's it's our it's the beginning of Peter's calling and the beginning of like our calling that the Lord is placing over our lives. And if we just be obedient to him when he's calling us and telling us to cast out our net, we will just be amazingly surprised at how he will fill our net and just abundantly bless us and, you know, be with us each step of our journey. So I never would have imagined that going into a writing and speaking ministry and writing a book would have ever happened if I was still, you know, out in that fishing boat, just feeling hopeless and, and desperate for a change in my life. If I hadn't met Jesus in a more intimate way, stepped out in faith and watched him work all things for his good. It's just crazy that all the things have changed so much in my journey. And I, and I see it all around me too listening mm. to women's stories. So I just love that. Mm, amen. Well, mm. and you know, it, he seems to um, do, it's just more amazing when it's something where we're just so lost or so discouraged and in just such a bad place, how he can take that and work it for good and then end up allowing that experience to speak to other women that you then are able to share with and mm -hmm. just working that for good. I love the way he does that. Yes. Yeah. It's, it is awesome. Mm. <laughs> All right. So I introduced you at the start of this podcast as a former casual Christian and now joy seeker. Mm. Tell us a little bit about your faith journey. Well, I was raised in a Christian home and brought up going to church, but I call that phase of my life my casual Christian phase because even though I knew about Jesus and I accepted Jesus as my savior weekly in after school Bible class every Tuesday in elementary school, I wanted to make sure that I was saved, you know. And uh but I didn't know him in the intimate way that he had been calling me to and wooing me in my entire adult life. And I wandered for 30 years in chronic health issues and obesity. And then finally, uh, he gave me my wake up call, uh, what I also call my turning point. Um, there was a day in my life when I was on a trip with my husband in the Rocky Mountain National Park, and I couldn't climb the hills. I couldn't hike. I couldn't hike up the mountain and I love mountains. So I was really disappointed. My husband went ahead without me and I sat on the side of the trail in tears. And that was my turning point. That was when um, God captured my attention and started nudging me very strongly through the Holy Spirit that something uh, different was available, that he was for me in my body, mind and spiritual health. And that's when my my relationship with him began deepening because I began to take action myself, being guided by him, knowing that that was the right thing to do, that he wanted me to start taking care of my body. And so the gift was this new understanding of 
Jesus and the deep relationship with him and the abundant joy that he's given me and living sold out to Jesus, uh, something I missed out on for five decades as a casual Christian, but now I'm I'm so happy to say that I'm a heart transformed Christian now. And so that's where um, my joy seeking journey began. Mm, I love that. Mm -hmm. So Christmas, of course, is known as the season of joy. Share a little bit about your history with Christmas. Okay. I love Christmas. My dad calls me Christmas Chrissy. He's the only person that's allowed to do that. So don't, <laughs> don't anybody else try that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I grew up with very warm memories of Christmas. My mom and dad always made it really special for us. Uh, and we, we st still celebrate Christmas with my parents. They're with us still. So that's uh, awesome. But as I got older into adulthood and had children and, and wanted to make special memories for them too. I was also struggling in my chronic health issues and obesity and Christmas just kind of became a chore to me. It just, it was just another thing that felt heavy and like I had to do this and there were so many expectations and it got to the point as my children got a little bit older, you know, later teen years and stuff like I really just did not want to do anything because I really just did not feel good. And as I've processed my healing journey, uh, most of it has been the uh, emotion. The hard part has been the emotional healing through this journey. And I realized looking back that I was focusing too much on gift giving and, and what would make my children happy and, uh, you know, finding the perfect gift for my best friend, things like that. So I was focusing on presence and I missed out on his presence, P-R-E. S-E-N-C-E, right? So right. I never, I regret all the years that, yeah, I took my, I dragged my kids to church um, and I did it just to be like, do the checklist thing as a, as a, as a casual chick Christian, but I didn't, I didn't like sit my kids down and, and really talk to them about the real reason for the season, which we all know is, is Jesus. And so I feel like in my history, looking back, I lived in overwhelming chaos and I, and I feel like so many women can relate to that because we put so much pressure on ourselves with the Christmas season. Uh, so my Christmas story, uh, the way I, my, the way I feel about Christmas is kind of like a roller coaster. Like my weight was for 30 years going up and down. Like I loved Christmas as a kid. I loved the idea of making a perfect Christmas for my kids, but I was missing out on the true meaning of Christmas and just the chaos and feeling overwhelmed is uh, something that I've had to really, you know, come to terms with and identify and make changes. Mm. Well, and definitely that chaos and trying to make things perfect when life is never perfect, but we try and think we're going to, you know, make everyone happy and it's going to make us happy. And then we fail and it robs us of the joy we're supposed to have during this time mm -hmm. of year when we know him. So I love that, that, uh, right. Know, he yeah. was able to bring you back around and really, uh, this is just another Romans eight twenty eight. just because you mm -hmm. love Christmas, you struggled with it, but now it's actually a ministry for you to be able to take what you studied in the gospel of Luke Mm -hmm. And have that feed women yes. as they are leading up to um, that busy time of year. So yeah. I love that. Yeah. 
So where did the concept of your book, Seeking Joy Through the Gospel of Luke, A Christmas to Calvary Advent Countdown, come from? Well, I when I started in my healing journey and my weight loss journey, I very quickly got a lot more energy after I quit sugar. So that was amazing. So I began spending daily time in God's word, which I had never done before. I I would cram for my Bible studies like an hour before I went out to Bible study. And so I never spent daily time in his word. It was never a habit for me. It was never a discipline. And so I began doing it every day about five years ago now. And it just turned into such a delight. And I wanted to get to know Jesus better through the Gospels. And I know people always say go to John, but I was drawn to the Gospel of Luke for a couple of strange reasons. Uh, first of all, there's 24 days in December to get to Christmas and there's 24 chapters in Luke. So I thought I'll do one chapter a day uh, to count down to Christmas and make it like an Advent thing, a new Advent tradition for me. And then the other thing I liked about the Gospel of Luke is the fact that Luke is a doctor and he, in the very first couple of verses of Luke, he says he set out to write an orderly account. And I love that. <laughs> It's like, okay, you're going to answer all my questions. You're writing an orderly account, right? Yeah. So I started blogging through the Gospel of Luke in 2018. And I would just post like little daily inspirational memes and stuff on my blog. And so that's where it became, uh, or that's where it started in 2018. I did it again in 2019. And then um, the purpose that we're here talking about today is what happened in 2020. Um and another thing I want to say about what drew, drew me into Luke was I love Mary's story in chapter two, where she's um, she has her, well, Luke chapter one, she has Mary's song, I believe. And then Luke chapter two, after the shepherds come and visit her, I just love to sit and press pause and think about, put myself in her shoes and my situation. And ladies, you can put yourself in, in the current situation that you're in too. But Mary just sat there and pressed pause on that amazing moment. And she treasured up and pondered all those things in her heart. Mm -hmm. And I love, I love the pondering, the idea of pondering. Yeah. Yeah. It's powerful. So mm -hmm. how did you actually go from blogging through Luke to actually publishing this book? <laughs> so this is where the 2020 thing gets interesting. <laughs> As you know, uh, none of us are going to forget about our most unusual Christmas last year. I'm, I don't think we're going to forget about that anytime soon. And like a Christmas we've never experienced. I looked around the world and I looked around my family, my friends, my circle of friends, my community, my church community. And I think we were all just like in a state of shock. And I saw a lot of weariness and I saw a lot of hopelessness and a lot of people wanting to give up and just saying, forget it. I just, you know, why, why are we doing this and wh what's going to happen? and What's the outcome? And God started playing. My favorite Christmas song is Oh, Holy Night. And the lyrics from that song, A Weary World Rejoices, mm. A Weary World Rejoices kept replaying in my mind right about this time last year. We're recording this at the end of October. And I didn't know what to do with that because I just kept saying, yeah, Lord, we're weary. And I can remember in my journal writing weary in big letters. And 
what to do with this because I was also going through, not only the world was going through a season of weariness, but I had been going through a personal season of weariness through a very difficult family trial and through some health issues and some stress issues. So yeah, I was weary, but then the Lord reminded me that despite the weariness, a weary world rejoices. And I knew about joy. He had given, he had gave me a tremendous miraculous gift of joy when I went through my healing journey. And he reminded me over and over again during that season that I know about joy and that I'm supposed to share joy. You can't keep joy inside your heart. <laughs> you can bury it deep down, but it's going to explode. It, it, it just, it, it overflows. And so I had to share that. And I felt the prompting from God to, to expand the blog series. Um, just write, 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 write chapters every day. Don't just post little memes with a, you know, one or two sentence thought. So on December 1st, I started writing chapters, like 1200 word chapters every day. And I thought there's no way I'm going to do this. Um, but the, the Lord was so good to me during that time. For some reason, he gave me the stamina to get through writing that much in a month. And he just reminded me of his, his fullness of joy and the purpose that I was writing it for. And very early on in that writing journey, about the first week, I, he gave me the idea that I could turn all of this writing into a book. So that gave me some motivation. I'm like, oh, I can, I can do something with this you know, <laughs> instead of it just sitting on a blog. So uh, not that there's anything wrong with things sitting on a blog because whoever needs to find it will find it, right? Right. But it was very exciting to put it all together and like see a word count. And the rough draft was written through daily blog posts in December. So it was wow. super cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So do you have a favorite lesson from Luke that you share in Seeking Joy? Oh, yes. I, I was able to find joy in every chapter, but we don't have time to go through all 24 <laughs> chapters. <laughs> yeah, so get the book and do the, right, do, exactly. the, do the Advent countdown. Exactly. But since we're talking about Christmas and this is going to reach a, an audience of a lot of women who are probably feeling like I felt overwhelmed in, in the chaotic season or Maybe even this year, you are facing a season of weariness too. Maybe your Christmas is going to look a, a lot different again this year um, for whatever reason. But I would love to talk about my favorite story is in Luke 10 when Jesus goes into the home of Martha and Mary, um, because it's just so relatable to us as women. Uh, you know, you, we have hospitable Martha, 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 Martha. And she is busy, 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 busy in the kitchen. And that's, you know, that's her typical role. And then you have Mary, who I like to think of Mary as the little sister, like just that little extra bit of annoyance, you know, <laughs> because because Martha takes her complaints to Jesus and Mary is just sitting over there at the feet of Jesus. And in that day and age, that was that would not be a common thing for a woman to be sitting at a teacher's feet. Um, you know, she would probably not be welcome by the other men in the room, perhaps, you know, that's just, the, that was not the woman's role to be sitting there being instructed. So, so it was kind of a unique scene that we're, we're peeking into there. And then Mary, Martha goes and takes her complaints to Jesus. And, and I just love how Jesus uh, doesn't, he's not harsh with her. He just redirects her and says, you know, Martha, Martha, um, you're distracted by so many things. And how many times in life, ladies, are we distracted by so many things? 
And the Christmas season in particular, it's so stressful for so many people. And the one thing I learned about last Christmas, um, well, I should say one thing I appreciated about last Christmas was the simplicity of it. Even though I missed spending time with my parents, um, we didn't spend time with them to keep them safe because they're elderly. And I, you, we missed out on so many things, but truthfully, I didn't miss it. Like I didn't miss the busyness and I didn't miss the having to have the perfect menu planned and all of that. It was just a time to just kind of like relax and breathe and sit. And so Jesus goes on to tell Martha that Mary has chosen what is better. Mm. And I think about our Christmas last year and how we all had that opportunity to slow down and just really consider what the true meaning of the season was. What, what is important? What's the priority? And Mary chooses to sit at the feet of Jesus. And I really, in the chapter that I wrote in there, I really, have folk, I really focused in on encouraging women to to make that a priority, to sit at the feet of Jesus every day and learn something and hear from him, listen to him, hear from him. And how do you apply that to your day? Um, and I like to say that Mary chose joy. Mm. Mm -hmm. She did. And I love just how what you illustrated there, the pandemic, which has been very bad and very in a lot of ways mm -hmm. uh, that God used even that to kind of. Right. <laughs> redirect us at Christmas time. So yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. And for me, another Romans 828 story. I mean, yep. he took that writing and I, I believe I know that he's going to use it for good. Somebody's going to need that. Even if it's that one woman out there this year that needs that message of joy um, and that reminder that she can find the joy, not only in the happy times, but in the most difficult circumstances too. So Exactly. So mm -hmm. this is a this is a hands-on devotional book. How long is it going to take us to each day go through the reading? All right. I love to tell women that they can linger as much as they have time for or as long as they want to, right? So ideally if you are somebody that's in the word every morning and you can spend like 15 to 20 minutes and that's your time frame. That's great. You could do this in, in 15 to 20 minutes. What you need to do every day is first you read the chapter of Luke and then you'll read the devotional. And then there's some pondering journal space and a finding joy reflection and a prayer for each day. So you can take 15, 20 minutes. You can take an hour if you want, you know, you can just really expand on it. But um, the benefits of it are, uh, I would encourage women to start their day with it, find, you know, create some space to have that quiet time and, and experience that and set the tone for the day for a joy filled day. I love doing my quiet time first thing in the morning because I really do feel like that sets the tone for my day. Yeah. And yeah, so that's a good thing. But um, the biggest thing, one of the biggest reasons I, I wanted to put this book out into the world is because I think it's an excellent tool for getting women into the word every day. You know, as a health coach, I like to tell people like, you can do anything for 21 days, right? And now I'm telling you, you can do anything for 24 days. <laughs> right, right. So it, you just do it. If you're not in the habit of being in the word every day, this is a, it's a fun 
way, you know, you're going to go in there and you're going to have a goal. You need to seek joy and you need to, you're, you're, you're going to find it in other places that I didn't find it either. But um, hopefully my devotional will like tie it all up in a bow for you for the day, just to give you something to focus on in your own pondering thoughts and stuff. But yeah, so that's my big passion. Get, get women in the word, small group leaders can use it. And, uh, and for women that are in the word every day, it's just a new adventure and a new journey to see where you can find joy and be reminded of joy and spread that joy because during the Christmas season, people are more receptive to the gospel message. So we need to exercise that muscle, you know, get that joy in there so that it overflows. And I think this is something that will really help uh, equip women to go out and and share the good news of great joy. Mm, I love that. Okay. So um, as we wrap this up, what I would love for you to do is just share maybe a tip or a tool that you have used that's helped you uh, remember and and really focus on joy, even when things are rough and even when things are hard and you can't possibly imagine how God could work it for good. Mm-hmm. What it could be a scripture could be just something that you do that really helps you remember the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God. Yeah. One verse that I love to um, focus on is Hebrews 12 verses one and two. And the part that I really, um, that is very meaningful to me is when things get really hard and I've gone through some really hard things in the past, um, two years. Uh, but I, I love to remind myself that Jesus did endure the cross and he did, he endured all that shame and suffering and pain and he did it for the joy. Mm-hmm. So when he's, when you picture, when you're getting to the end of the gospel of Luke and things are getting hard, you know, Jesus is going to Calvary. Where are you going to find the joy in there? You got to flip over to Hebrews 12 <laughs> verses one and two, and you'll find the reason. But uh, that is one thing that I, I, I usually have a verse that I keep for about a year and I've got a journal where I just keep adding to it. Um, things that the Lord is teaching me and going through these trials uh, has been, you know, very, uh, quite interesting. <laughs> I have a whole Psalm that our family uses. Psalm 27 is very supportive too. So uh, you can have a Psalm that uh, is very relatable to your season of life. So scripture, mm. my tool is scripture and yeah. my tool uh, is, is the gospel of Luke right now too for the Christmas season. So perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. All right. So if we have some people listening today and they want to connect with you online, on social media, what just what's the best way for them to do that? All right. The best way to connect with me is through my website. It's christinetrimp.com. And all of my social media links are there. And there is also a link on the menu on the homepage uh, called Book Seeking Joy. So you can find out all the details about the book. It's available Everywhere books are, well, almost everywhere books are sold. It's available. I have some copies to sell, author signed copies. And of course, it's available from Redemption Press and Amazon, Barnes and Noble. But you can get all that information on my website, christinetrimp.com. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to <laughs> pop on here with me and spend some time talking about this um, Advent devotional. I'm super excited at what it's going to produce for the kingdom as we move into this special time of year. So thank you so much for your hard work on the book and for your 
obedience to him to, you know, step out of your comfort zone and <laughs> go for it. <laughs> That's for sure. Yes. All Thank right. you so much for having me. Oh, you bet. It's been my joy. So thanks so much for joining us today for the All Things Podcast brought to you by Redemption Press and the Romans 828 Bookstore. If today's episode encouraged you, we would love to have you share it with your friends on social media and even maybe leave a review of the podcast on Apple. And I would love to have you connect with us on the Redemption Press Facebook page, where every Tuesday through Saturday at 3 p.m. Pacific, I go live talking about the spoken word, about the written word. The link is in the description. So thanks again for joining us today. And I look forward to seeing you again next week. Bye for now.